Hi there and welcome to Grow Happy with Yoga, the show about all things yoga, reconnecting with your body, kicking anxiety and depression and planting the seed of self-love so you can grow a happy life. In today's episode, my guest is a yoga teacher and Reiki practitioner who aims to help people learn to heal with the help of yoga for trauma and addiction. And we dive deep into the topics of dealing with trauma, Reiki healing, how that combines with yoga, accepting yourself and loving your inner child. And a little announcement at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. I'm so excited that you're joining me. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. Today my guest is Maria Salvador, a yoga teacher and Reiki practitioner who aims to help people learn to heal with the help of yoga for trauma and addiction. So Maria, welcome so much on the show. Thank you so much, Tasha. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and I'm so glad that you came on. And But firstly for my guests, could you just tell us quickly what you're about, where you come from? Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. So my name is Maria Salvatore. I'm a yoga teacher as well as Reiki practitioner as well with additional certifications in yoga for trauma, yoga for stress, yoga mm -hmm. for addiction, recovery. So um, love the work. I'm also a client. I'm also a student, a forever student of these practices as well. And I'm just so excited to be here. Thank you, Tasha, for finding me. Yeah. I'm actually located in New Jersey in the United States. And um, just love the work. And I think there's such a need right now yeah. for it in the world. So I'm really glad you were stalking me because <laughs> I, I also stalk people like you who are like-minded on this path yeah. to bring these modalities to the world. We The world really needs it right now. And so I'm excited to share whatever knowledge, whatever experiences I have that can really help others if they're struggling with trauma, which most of the world is right now. Mm as well as addiction, I think, touches everybody as well, and stress and anxiety. Yeah, it's absolutely something that everybody is affected by. And even with trauma, now that you mentioned that as well, I've been learning a lot about um, trauma as well. And just there are little things that can happen that you don't really... Um, some people will be thinking, no, that's just a little trauma. That's just something small. That's not trauma. But the way that you experience it and the way that it affected you is really what matters. And yes, yeah, so I'm just glad that we can talk more about that. But firstly, I just wanted to hear because I love that you said that you're forever a student. And how did you actually find your way to yoga? Yeah, thank you. And one thing, Tasha, to your point, in terms of people don't even realize mm. that they're experiencing trauma, trauma is any experience that inhibits 
the human being, the inability to cope yes. and experience that, that that hinders the ability to cope or navigate. Yeah. And, and there's so many levels of trauma. There's acute trauma, you know, like the big stuff, the, yeah. you know, rob, being a victim of robbery or rape or uh, divorce or war or, you know, yeah. but then there's complex trauma, which is something we're experiencing right now with yeah. this virus, you know, just over and over. It can be bullying. It can be, you know, it's just a, the inability to cope. And and yeah. the, I think a lot of people don't have that regulation, that ability to self-regulate, which is funny, which is brings me to how I found yoga. I found yoga in 1999. I, I was inspired by a Madonna ah. interview <laughs> with Rosie O'Donnell. I believe it was 1999. Madonna was on Rosie O'Donnell's talk show. Rosie O'Donnell had had a talk show. Yeah. I was, um, gosh, 20s, I guess. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it's over, you know, two decades ago. And I went in because I wanted to look like Madonna. She, her body, it, for the physical, right? Yeah. So I wanted to physically look. I wanted the flexibility. I thought it was cool to tie your body into a knot. Yeah. And so I started in a hot yoga class, hot yoga, yeah. which was right up my alley because I was suffering from addiction. I was, I was at the time it was my early twenties from 19 years old. I, I was suffering with alcoholism and drug addiction and, um, some other, an eating disorder, mm, you know, yeah. for sure, make my body look a certain way. And I ended up in this class and I'll tell you, it, it immediately drew me the philosophies of yoga. First of all, the shapes, the poses itself, release energy, stagnant energy in the parts of our bodies, our yeah. hips, our heart. When I'm when I'm having a traumatic experience or when I'm experiencing anxiety, it's very uh, heady. It's mm. heady. It's in my chest. Sometimes I'll get a stomach ache in the pit of my stomach. And I'll tell you, I just went through these shapes, which are named after animals, yeah. deities, um, <laughs> nature, trees, and, which is geared to remind you that there's life way beyond yeah. our humanness. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they started talking uh, philosophy, sutras, and, and living, taking care of yourself and consuming healthy things. And it just rocked me in a way that it just, I, I knew I had arrived. So I believe yoga called me. And, and then a few years later, I had an emotional experience one time which had never had happened to me in a gym facility <laughs> where I just cried and, and in this quiet space on my mat and weeping at the end of a class once and nobody could tell because I was taught don't cry, don't yeah. feel anesthetize anything. Yes. And I had such a shift emotionally, physically. And to me, that's the spiritual path mm. is a shift in perspective. And I knew that yoga, there was so much more to yoga, Yeah, you know, so, um, and, and the ability to just be with your breath and be in the moment, you know, that's what yoga teaches us this moment. Yes. Absolutely. So, so I, I'm eternally grateful to higher powers that brought me to the practice because <laughs> I had walked in there smoking cigarettes anger, anxiety, like I, I couldn't even raise my hand. The fact that I'm on a podcast right now when I was a kid, I couldn't even raise my hand in school. It was like, oh, you know, I, you, you mentioned throat chakra. Yes. <laughs> like, I, 
I didn't know how to communicate. Just don't yeah. see me. I was so nervous. And, and so it's a, it's powerful. It's magical. Yes. And to be able to share it and guide others through that process and be of service while I'm on this planet forever, however mm-hmm. long that is, is, uh, is amazing. Yes. Beautiful. And when did you start, when did you think to become a yoga teacher? And how did you start with Reiki? How did that <laughs> come together for you? Uh, well, so 10 years into, you know, into my practice, 1989. So I guess around, well, no, it wasn't 10 years. Well, 1989, 2009, yeah. I decided to deepen my study. And I, I went into a yoga teacher training not planning on teaching. Yeah. It was a um it was a yoga fit kind of fitness training. And I, I didn't go in expecting to teach. I had already gotten into the physical fitness world. I was teaching like step aerobics, if you remember that. I'm really <laughs> dating myself. But <laughs> so I had started to find my voice and I had just loved yoga so much and it and received so much healing on my mm-hmm. mat that I, I was like, let me deepen my study, but still very um anxious and very insecure. Yeah. So no, I'm not going to teach. I'm just going to study. Right. Yeah, so just the insecurity, the limited belief that I, I don't have anything to give anybody. And, and so I went into a, a, a yoga fit training. And then many years later, decided to get my official yoga alliance, 200 hour, did another 200 hours. And, and about the time I got sober because I eventually got sober. And, um, you know, then I was like, okay, I started to build some confidence. I started to, once you put the drink and the drug down, Mm -hmm. I started to um, step into my potential, so to speak, and decided to take an official 200-hour yoga teacher training. And um, from there, a 300-hour, and then from there, dive into the trauma and addiction umbrella Mm. and deepen that study in terms of how some of the breathing techniques can ground and self-regulate mm. because you are working on vagus nerve and it's science. I mean, it's not yeah. woo-woo. There is a science behind some of the breathing techniques. Yeah, and it's really fascinating when you really get into that because it's like you say, at first you think, no, it's just woo-woo, it's uh too spiritual or it's just spiritual but it's not there is science behind that and reasons why we react in certain ways that I just find fascinating yeah this it's address yoga addresses all parts of the human existence the mind the body and the spirit soul so so to speak which is such a personal Mm. then you know sometimes you get pushed back in terms of oh is it religious and for me uh an hour on your mat to practice self-discovery to really take a peek in the inner landscape you can't change what you can't see yes so powerful it's very powerful and the and the science of the breathing how we can if you sit and do a three-part breath practice breathing practice it's called pranayama yeah you can calm your nervous system you can in you can 
stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system and all is well in this moment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> always like, Oh, I'm gonna, like right now I'm hearing so much like, Oh, the, you know, we, we, well, we know what's going on in the world. So yeah. Yeah. If I just get into the moment into, I'm perfectly healthy right now, I can tap. Right. Yeah. I'm safe you can just here. Calm yourself down. I'm safe in my I'm body. Safe. Yeah. Beautiful. And you, but I know you are an advanced Reiki practitioner as well. And could you give us a quick description of what that encompasses? What is Reiki? Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so Reiki, uh, I, when I initially, when somebody told, mentioned Reiki, I thought, oh, that's really woo woo. Like, what is that? <laughs> An energy, universal energy, life force. And so probably, just maybe a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, I started diving, you know, I'm a forever a student. So what's Reiki about? What's acupuncture about? What, you know, so quantum physics teaches us that we're all made of energy, right? I mean, it's a proven fact. And I went to my first Reiki session with down in South Jersey. And w- after practicing yoga for a long time, you can really get in touch with your sensations and your body and your, and your body. And I had a a moment where I felt like I was levitating. It really freaked me out. At the end of the session, I laid there and I'm very, I'm ADD, ADHD, give it anything with a credential. I mean, (laughs) sign me up for that. I can't even sit still for two minutes. I mean, my first yoga class, when they said to meditate, I had one eye open, I was looking around like, Oh, what's coming to get me. (laughs) So I laid and, you know, the same sort of oh, oh, what's happening. And at the end, I felt such a sense of ease, and grace, and peace. And it had been I will never forget it. It was a day where my you know, my mother in law was was dying. And um, there was so much heaviness in my house mm-hmm. at the time we were such in such deep grief and um you know amidst all of that i felt this sense of ease and peace during the session yeah and i could feel she she didn't have her hands on me but i could feel this grounded sense of stability that was like nothing i've ever experienced before like i said tremendously anxious yeah and so I thought, all right, now I have to get into this. <laughs> so I ended up doing a trans. And so Reiki basically is, um, Ray stands for universal, Key stands for life force. And basically it's, it's triggering um, life force energy. Like, like I said, when we experience trauma yeah. or any sense of um, physical injury, blocks of energy, Stagnant. Our body gets stagnant in certain areas, so Reiki unblocks that the energy within your body, and it's just something I. It's very difficult to articulate. It's something people would just have to try. Try yeah. a local Reiki practitioner and experience it for yourself. And if you can get out of your own way of yeah. the logical mind and just tune in, it can yeah, be really powerful. I um. They use a natural hands-on natural it's basically natural hands-on they don't even touch the practitioner doesn't even 
necessarily touch you. Some do. The training I did, we do place our hands on the body. And you can actually feel pockets of energy. It's really... It's really magnificent to experience, and it can actually even out the energy. I mean, if you ever go to a movie or a funeral and you don't even know the person, but yet you can feel people's energy. And I I feel like anybody who's drawn to this work is very empathic. Mm. Um, People can access this energy. So um, it's really cool. I ended up doing a training with a Reiki master who is a friend of mine named Drew Kelly, and Basically, it consisted of a weekend of sessions where you go through a series of attunements or initiations using symbols, this Japanese practice. And um, these procedures are performed by the Reiki master and you go through them so that you can, it can really attune or connect you with life force energy, universal energy coming from, I don't know where. (laughs) It's all a mystery. Yeah, but that's really fascinating. Um, I think because with pra- pranayama, like you mentioned, that is like it means expanding your life force or expanding the life force. And so with Reiki, it's kind of it's also working with that life force, but it's just support from someone else. You would say so. It's from the Reiki practitioner that's helping you support your system with unblocking systems nadis like these energy channels that are blocked is yeah. that what you would say <laughs> does that make exactly sense? <laughs> and so yeah so and and people on the podcast may not understand what that is and that's why i do people encourage people to just yeah try get it. out of their own way yeah. and just try it and they'll understand it because energy is very hard to see mm. and measure it's something we experience and yeah. feel yeah. So you can actually, you know, we're like very, I know I watch the news these days and I'm like, ah, you know, so we want to create a sense yeah. of expansion and just some balance because life will happen. Yeah. And so then we bring some balance to it. You know, it's not about not experiencing life or spiritually bypassing this, the trauma that people go through, yeah. Yeah. but there's a way to regulate it within your system. There's a beautiful book called The Body Holds the Score. Yes. And it talks about how we respond. We have a physiological response. We have a chemical response. And so, yeah, it's great. Absolutely. And like, with you, uh, mm-hmm. like you say, you have to go and experience that. But it's like in a yoga class. It's completely different to actually go to a class and just do it with a YouTube video at home. There's the energy or the atmosphere in the yoga room is also a big thing why doing yoga with a teacher like live <laughs> uh, yeah in person would bring a different kind of experience as well because of that energy that's brought yeah you know and it's like you say you just go and you experience it for yourself and go with an open mind and yeah <laughs> Yeah, because intellectually, something can happen to me intellectually. And in my mind, I can say, you know, especially like with anxiety, where people can say, you know, or you're stressing about something intellectually, you can say to yourself, okay, I don't have anxiety, everything's okay, everything's okay. 
But from a physiological, physical standpoint, my nervous system will tell me something totally different. Yeah. So that is why these these tools, these practices of yoga and meditation, I'm a big meditator, I'm up to an hour in the morning of or Reiki or, you know, just can help us navigate. Yeah, now that you mentioned that you do Reiki as well, is that something that you need someone for or like the Reiki practitioner to help you or is that something you can do on your own as well? Better to go through an attunement with a Reiki master if you're going to practice Reiki on yourself. Um, so like, like you as are a advanced Reiki practitioner Reiki. who's gone through That's the attunements, right. I'm able, yeah, yeah, I'm able to Reiki myself. Okay. Once you go through the series of, it's, it's encouraged because it takes time. It takes time to mm-hmm. learn and yeah, to yeah. learn the symbols. There are symbols that are attached. So it's definitely something that you want to learn, study with a master and then use it on yourself. But I I think in terms of energy or just working with your own energetic field, that's something you can do. Just grab, there's many tools out there and Mm -hmm. I know I offer them on my website and I'll do like little workshops on how you can ground and, and energy lift yourself, (laughs) energetically (laughs) lift yourself, I should say. Like the energy, I find it amazing that you can really influence your and shift your own energy and influence your state with that and with practices like yoga and I know like meditations, different types of meditations. And like you say, there's so many tools that you can use. So it's just fascinating to hear a bit more about Reiki and how that can, is also just another tool that you can really use. There's so many out there. And I, I probably talk too much. You're not interrupting yeah. me. I just tend to get excited. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you say has yoga and Reiki, because you mentioned that a little bit, but how would you say that helped you in your own life? Well, like I said, uh, to give you a little snapshot of somebody before I found these tools or, you know, I navigate uh, the way I navigated stress was I drank I drank alcohol or I Mm. reacted and lived in resentment and (laughs) you know and just walked around very um with just a very negative mindset and so by doing teacher training I'm actually offering a teacher training we just offered one through via zoom last year or through the pandemic, which was, which was really successful. I, I learn with them when I teach it, we certify people mm-hmm. 200 and the philosophies, there's a lot of philosophies. There's the yoga sutra that um, helps you with your, your mindset live well. And then the poses help me with the physicality of, you know, when I'm in that state of when I'm hungover or, mm when I'm stressed or when I'm having a panic attack, which is something I suffered from very often, um, I'd have a panic attack and then I would drink alcohol, you know? (laughs) And, and so it it was a very, it it worked until it didn't work anymore because eventually the alcohol just causes more anxiety and depression. (laughs) You get, it's actually, you're using a depressant, depressant to manage a depressant. So it's like kicking the can down the road. And so not effective. 
worked in the moment, but not effective in the overall. It's just avoiding. Just it's avoiding. just vanity. So yeah. yoga practice is a a healthy way to de-stress, to ha- move anxiety just by some of the breathing techniques. If I'm, yeah, if I'm energy. Ha- yeah. stressed or if I'm angry or if I'm having a panic attack, I, I remember I had a panic t- attack on a plane last year and the breathing actually wasn't helping me because I was scared I was breathing in germs because of the pandemic. So this has caused a new, a new layer. So even oh, just using yeah. Marma points, tapping, there's tap Marma points you can use. There's just tapping, you know, so there's so much to the yoga practice mm. and to Reiki on ways to just shift. And then after, mm. uh, you know, I am, you can create mantra or an affirmation. I am safe. I am perfectly healthy. I am per- tapping on your sternum, stimulating the mm. thigh, you know, the thymus, you know, so just basically, or, or kidneys, you know, just there's a way to holistically heal. And I'm not against conventional medicine at all. But when you tie the two together, you'd be surprised how you can heal heal yourself in a second. Yeah. In an instant flat, I can come back yeah. to the moment to reality because usually I'm in delusion when, <laughs> when that's happening. And and if I'm really suffering, I go get a Reiki clearing and lay there. And a hundred thousand percent of the time, mm-hmm. I always feel better. So that I don't have a nervous Beautiful. breakdown and end yeah. up in the hospital in the psych ward. <laughs> you know, I have chill. I have a daughter. I have to be present for my daughter. Yeah. You know, and. We have people, you know, we want to be present for. Yeah. We're, we're meant to have a beautiful life while we're here and, yeah. and to live in that anxiety and stress. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you say, to enjoy life. Yes. And to not have anxiety and not to be avoiding by doing all of these destructive behaviors. That's It's amazing. I find it's amazing that you can actually do something for yourself and it's like you say it's not anything against med- uh, modern medicine or something but there are things that you can do as well to support your own system to support your own healing yeah they made marijuana they made marijuana legal here and i was like oh maybe i could smoke some marijuana but the reality <laughs> is at the end of the day it was making me more paranoid so <laughs> So that's, you know, mm. I go into rehabs and health yeah. addicts and because for some people, but that's not the path that works. So you can heal yourself. Yes. Yeah. And of course there's my retreats, which were on hold. Yeah. When you get your yoga teacher training, you should do a retreat, Tasha. Yeah. That would be awesome <laughs> to learn more about the uh, advanced, like for trauma and um, for me, depression and burnout and that area is also something that's so um, interesting for me. Not not interesting, but that's something that I'm passionate about that I would like to help people with more. And now that I'm learning more about trauma and anxiety, it's, it just ignites that passion that it's so many things that we can help people with or that um, just share that knowledge that you can help yourself. And there is this knowledge out there and you don't really need anything to be able to do yoga. You can even do yoga on, you don't need like a modern mat. You can do it on a normal mat or just outside or you can even do it on your bed. So it's really not limiting. 
and yeah, I, I love, like you say, I love learning. I'm forever a student. Um, <laughs> and I do like, and this past 18 months, I've been practicing Zoom with my teacher. One of the gifts of the, the pandemic was, oh. yeah, like you said, it, it, there's nothing like being in a space, sacred space with people and feeling the energy of each other. It's, it's powerful. But the, the Zoom yoga classes have really helped me and given me accessibility to people, right, in Germany or yeah. across the wor world. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of benefits to not having the distractions of others. So, yeah. I mean, both are important. Both are, are great. And yeah, it just opens kind of up cool. the door for you people to be able to also take part in certain courses or be in classes of certain yoga teachers or practitioners that they would really like to learn from and which wouldn't have been accessible before. So I really find it amazing how that opened up so much more because like you say, we are now having our call from, from Germany and United States and that's really far and that's an amazing thing that has come from that. There has been plenty of gifts. We can always see the gifts. Yeah. So how would do you combine your Reiki with your yoga practice or your yoga classes to deepen that healing? Do you combine it? So I do. I, I integrate the Reiki in my classes. Um, a lot of times people aren't even aware I'm doing it. Okay. And I kind of just soul prayer it up to spirit, like, okay, let anybody receive. I'll do the mm. the symbols in my mind and let anybody um, who is open to receiving it, receive it. Yeah. And so usually at the end of classes, when they're, when people are in Shavasana, I'll go and it's hard now with this pandemic, yeah. we're not supposed to go near anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's just setting an intention. And, and people have, I definitely see difference in my classes from when I mentally offer the symbols, the Reiki symbols, or I can go over people who I know I'm not, I wouldn't be teaching a class if I wasn't safe. Yes. So yeah. trust that, but you know, so, and I'm hoping people wouldn't be going to classes if they weren't safe, but who knows these days. Anyway, I at the end of class, if I have another teacher or somebody I'm close to, and I know that they're willing to receive Reiki at the end, I'll just at the end at basically hover my hands over feet or, you know, just to send the energy or help them tap into this life force energy from that doesn't actually come from me necessarily. I don't use my own energy. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense and doesn't sound too woo-woo, <laughs> I, I literally, I'm a conduit, yeah, not you know, to help yourself. people feel a sense yeah. of ease. Yeah, while they're going, and it's not to negate people's trauma, and we're not, I, I don't believe in spiritually bypassing, mm. you know, having people come to my class like, okay, now it's time to feel better, let's be positive, you know, because yeah. I don't think that's what it's about. It's about honoring the wound, honoring the trauma, and and just helping yourself walk this world with integrity and grace and 
and feeling a little more grounded through the trauma, you know, so that we can be pillars of light and, um, or pillars of darkness, whatever. (laughs) And just basically, um, I I'll implement it at the end of classes sometimes. And you'd be so, and I, I'm always not sure I'll say to myself, is this working? I don't even know if this is, you know, I, I still question it. And I've had some powerful, potent surges of prana happen during a Reiki session. And um, yeah, so many people come up like, I feel so much better. Thank you. Like today I taught a class where somebody came up to me and I had gone over to her and she was like, oh my gosh, thank you. And it's almost like I get a God wing. <laughs> like, can I use the word God? Sorry. Good orderly direction. Like, validating that this work is important yeah so um it's really it's it's awesome Tasha that's very beautiful so I absolutely use it in my yoga classes cool and it's um something that just came up when you were explaining that as well was this um spiritual bypassing which I think is something that's very important that I don't want to jump over is that's such a I can imagine a big thing that somebody would just come and say, okay, I want to feel better. Let me feel better. Put your, uh, let the energy flow through me. I just want to feel better. But it's like you say, it's not about just shifting your energy. It's about honoring that wound, honoring that trauma. And because just shifting your energy is also avoiding it. And that's also just delaying that suffering. And, not actually allowing yourself to accept it and be with it and actually deal with that. And how do you deal with that or explain that to someone who just comes to your class and say, okay, I want to feel better and I'm here. So uh, what would you say to them? Yeah, I, you know, the experience is the experience and, and life is, there are polarities without that wound. We never know the, the goodness and without the goodness, we wouldn't know the wound. And it's just the ability to live in life and life's terms. And, you know, I go before the pandemic, I was in prisons and I was teaching in prison and, and drug rehabs and psych wards where people are really, I mean, you ask them to sit and breathe. Mm-hmm. That's just not even accessible. Yeah. So, you know, what we want to help people do is not spiral to a place of destruction, pure destruction. And and then, you know, it's such a, this is such a deep, deep topic, Mm. but I'll tell you the crying is, is necessary sometimes. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a shift in energy. I mean, so we're on this podcast right now and I I'm holding a rock which is rock energy that's helping me stay grounded. You know, I mean, even just holding something in your hand or shifting maybe your awareness to when they're, you know, in such trauma, like, and we have somebody comes in, somebody passed away or they're going through something that's just so terrible to tell them to feel, be positive. It's not going to work. It's not, it's counterproductive. Yeah. Then they don't actually feel like someone's hearing them. They don't understand them. They're not actually listening to what they're saying. You just said it, bingo, it's, Tasha. Like validate yeah. your pain. Yeah. And then don't stay there too long. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, okay. And then yes. <laughs> we can shift. Then we can shift to things moving and shifting, you know? So yeah. I think for the yoga practice, it's about just yes. offering balance. And this too shall pass. Yeah, and yes, yes, absolutely. And I love that what I learned or heard as well is that yoga is a work in because you're going into yourself. You're doing that self-inquiry. You're spending time with yourself. And it's like you say, you go there and you accept it, you validate it, but then you can bring in another energy. So you're not suppressing that energy or that pain you're just bringing in another energy and accepting that they can both be there you are not this just this pain or just this suffering you can be more than that so yeah that's that's what I love about yoga as well and that's self-inquiry that just comes with it that makes it so much more of a mental practice for me than just body because like you said I also started with yoga thinking yes I am going to improve my mobility I'm going to recover I'm going to be flexible and that's not you get so much more out of that because that's just like the one aspect and this mental part is so much bigger so much more rewarding and I love what you said the great I am I am that right I'm not this pain I am you know we're all spiritual beings having a human experience right and I you know my daughter I I tell her all the time like whether you sit the bench in volleyball or you're in the game playing you are still enough you know we're enough it doesn't equate yeah Yeah. our pain doesn't equate to who we are as as humans and you know it's just our experiences so so good so i read about your healing yoga transformation weekend retreat and i i just thought that was really fascinating that's coming i hope how was that idea really founded or born (laughs) (gasps) no was last year the first year no 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 um last year would have been the third year uh, it got canceled, um, but oh. Oh, I take a group, mostly women. It's just been women mostly out to Sedona, Arizona, and we spend a weekend and I bring in different healers and energy workers and we practice uh, all of that. We, we do Reiki, they practice acupuncture, we do radiant heart healing, we work on core wounds, and there's some physicality, we do some movement, and we do that through, they just all different healers come in and, and offer their gifts. And, and it's been hugely successful. I mean, people have come home, and I watch these women really step into their truth, and become the women that they you know, want to be and, and do what they want to do in this world. And, and it's just some, and and I'm in it with them. I heal every time I go, I I shift and transform with them. And I'm so grateful for Sedona and it's land. Mm -hmm. And um, again, it's a one vortex of energy that um, where the layers between the, the physical world and the energetic spiritual world are very thin. The veils are very thin and, it's pretty mad. It's pretty 
cool out there. And so I have a retreat coming up in October. Fingers crossed. We get there. We'll see. Um, I'm in flow. I'm in flow. I'm not in fear. I'm not, I'm in faith. I'm in flow. If it gets canceled, then it does. And we'll, we'll try again, but I think it's going to happen. And we have a group of large group heading out there in October and I offer them, I'm planning on doing another one in April and I want to, I do two a year, April and October. It's a magnificent time and it's a beautiful area. Are you familiar with Sedona, Arizona? No, but I saw the pictures and it just looked really amazing. And I thought, oh, so, so and such a nice area to be in as well and to spend time there. And how was this idea born? Um, 19 years old, I started going to Sedona, called me. I'm not sure why it called me. It just did. I ended out there and again, uh, similar to what I've experienced in my yoga practice and my Reiki practices, I, I went out there and I felt so much better. I, I had been, again, addiction, um, trauma that I was recovering from. I've had a lot of trauma in my life and basically went out there and worked with these healers to just tap into your radiant self and let the past go. And that that's more than just mentally, I'm going to let the past go. That took a lot of work. It took yeah. a lot of getting into the wound, getting into the narrative mm -hmm. of limited beliefs mm -hmm. and, and where and forgiving. Yes. Thank you. Forgiving and mm -hmm. compassion for, for other people yeah. too, because we're all human making human mistakes and, and, and just making a decision that I'm not going to let these stories of my past own me anymore. And yes. I mean, I had a lot of trauma to, work out. So, you know, the second half of my life is about helping other people navigate their trauma, their past, and helping them not let the story own them anymore. You know? Yeah. Beautiful. That. So, so you actually went on a retreat like that and experienced that for yourself. And that's kind of where your motivation was to do. Exactly. Just year after year. Year after year. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Everything that I teach, I've walked. <laughs> Everything that I share, I've walked the path myself. Yeah, because then you really embody it and you know where, what the worth is in that knowledge that you've learned. And like um, my partner once asked me if I would I change anything if I could go back because he was trying to tell me, yeah, because you are where you are now because of everything you've done. And that is true. But I taught him, of course I would go back, but I know I, I don't, I can't, but I can help someone else that is in the place where I was at that point where I would go back to and help myself. I can now go and help other people not have to go through everything that I have to go through and actually um, have more knowledge around that. So that's beautiful. That's, your path also took you there to now help other people what you struggled with. Yeah. I mean, the pain is the gift, you know, and, and, you know, drug mm. addiction, OCD, anxiety, depression, mm. uh, a tremendous anxiety, insomnia. Mm. I mean, to be able to 
overcome yeah. or, and I want to say the anxiety, I, I, I never really overcame it. I still experience it. I just know how to work with it, become a teammate with yeah, it. I feel like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It doesn't own me. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we don't learn when we're younger how to really deal with our emotions or deal with anxiety or deal with this feelings of depression before it becomes like really pulling you down kind of depression. And that's why we just avoid. And at one point we did something that made us feel better in the moment, but that may might have worked once and never worked again. And these destructive behaviors just follow us our whole lives and we don't actually know how to deal with it. And it's like you say, I I still experience those low points and I still experience, um, like you say, anxiety. But now you, with these tools, you know how to deal with it. You know how to accept it and go through it without just avoiding it and uh, causing yourself more suffering. Absolutely. And I was the queen of disassociating. Like... Yeah, that was a big, that was a big thing for me. Like I, I blocked things out and which is a way, you know, the drinking and drugging, that's, that's a way of disassociating escapism. I mean, and then the next day you're like, oh my God, the shame, the fear, the anxiety is 10 times worse. And I'm like, well, that didn't help. (laughs) That just made things worse, you know? So, yeah. And and the bad thing is, if that's the only kind of strategy you have to deal with that, then you have that shame and the anxiety is worse, and then you just go back to that strategy because you're trying to get rid of that anxiety again. So it's just like you say, a circle. Kicking the can down the road. Uh, <laughs> Not really accomplishing yes. anything. So that's why I just, I love this work. I'm so excited to share it. And Yeah, beautiful. I'm so glad to have met you. And I'm so glad that I could get to talk yeah, to you and come to Germany. Yes. <laughs> so I have two more questions for you. Sure. So on your own journey, what has been the biggest realization or created the biggest transformation in your life? On my journey, which has become the biggest transformation and the biggest realization? Well, I have to say 2013 when I got sober. And I got sober from a suicide. I had a suicide attempt and not surviving that actually surviving that suicide attempt was a huge, um, powerful shift that day. Um, and I was committed into a hospital and, um, I'm very transparent. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that I put it out there in the world. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of suicide ideation, and that happens where we need to talk about it more. Um, that was one of my, where I realized, um, mm. okay, I'm alive, still here, didn't work. And, um, you know, I guess I have to get to the core of what's happening. That's making me feel so in the depths of despair that I don't want to go on anymore. You know, and this is with a child and yeah. this is, you know, with, you know, so sad people say, Oh, it's so selfish. It's so self-centered. And, and I totally agree with that in many ways, but I also Mm. know what it's like to be like, you know what? The world is better off without me. 
And um, the shift was, I, you know, in that, that mm-hmm. moment, that next day when I was in the hospital where they were, it was like, we have, you know, my biggest realization was when I said, I need help. My, the, the my most powerful prayer is I need help. That call, like I need help. Yes. And so um, I got the help. I realized a, when I put down the alcohol mm-hmm. and when I put down all the pills and the power and the other <laughs> recreational substances that I thought was helping me, I have not had a suicide, suicidal thought since. Oh, wow, and nice. I was taken off medications that were not the right medications that were given to me, which they, they were trying to help me. It's no, nobody's fault, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. The service piece is key. The service piece is key where you can just take your pain and help others. And that's what drove me to go into the drug rehabs and to get sober and to go into drug rehabs and to get go into prisons and just help populations that don't have tools. And so I think um, that was one pivotal moment was that bottom, rock bottom. And then I had another, many other pivotal moments since then. And they're very small, but they're pretty powerful where it's just um, mostly given to me from other people and people like you and people like teachers and other teachers in the world and my spiritual advisors and my recovery groups. And um, I'm deeply indebted and grateful and learning to live in gratitude because that was something I lacked. I had a very victim mentality. So um, Mm. a lot of it was just a change. And I was just in a perspective and a mindset that kept me at war with everything and everybody. So I would say 2013, when I got sober was one of the biggest moments. And um, Mm. and now my daughter is my biggest teacher. (laughs) <laughs> my husband they're the they're the ships so it's um okay it's a good it's a good life Tasha I'm I'm so grateful to be alive and to have gone through everything I've gone through because the answers were right there I had it I had the yoga yeah I had the yoga ready I had the tools yeah. I had sober recovery groups I had I had them. They were right at my fingertips. I just couldn't see them. I was just so caught up in self-loathe and depression and anxiety. And, and that's mm. another thing that just really, and, and just yeah. riddled an addiction. That moment of, I need help. Yes. Yes. That's a, a very powerful realization to just also accept that, to admit that and to speak that for yourself. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I'm so glad that this realization also helped you really transform that and go into service. And now you're helping so many other people. That's really beautiful. Yeah. And and it's amazing how just being in service and letting yourself be guided and helped by other people can just I, I haven't, and I was suicidal most of my life. I mean, I had a, wrote a suicide note in fourth grade. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I have a little picture 
Oh, I should share. Well, this is really, I have vision boards everywhere and I have pictures (laughs) of myself and I'm a little girl and I just send like, I just love that little girl now, you know, (laughs) with her awkward teeth and her, my chubby cheeks. (laughs) And I had, you know, and I just, I just love myself even at every, I, I just always felt so horrible about myself. You know, I had an eating disorder and so and yeah and I love that you say that that you're sending that uh, you have a picture of you as a little kid and you're sending love to her and that's such a big part of inner child work as well is really just accepting yourself and seeing that little yeah I'm looking at the picture now yeah (laughs) and like you say just loving that inner child that's beautiful totally here I'll show you really quickly (laughs) I have a little vision. I have a lot of vision boards. Oh, there I am. Ah, oh, there's my teddy bear. <laughs> I'll With tell you this age, in your hand. I already, at this age, I already had anxiety. Oh. I remember three, four years old. I mean, I could have used a drink in kindergarten. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and they, and like you, to your point, they don't, um, they, the, you know, the, there's not a, they don't give breathing techniques or, mm. you know, remind you you're enough. Yeah. You're enough. Yeah. Even if you're, you know, I had ADD, I couldn't sit still. I still have it. <laughs> yeah. And really yeah. learning how to deal with that emotions and it's okay to feel it. You don't have to suppress it. You don't have to feel bad for having those feelings. Um, just learning to deal with it in another way. That's such a big and thing that yeah, I'm really passionate about that you can learn how to deal with that. Yeah. Everybody should know. Which that. is why I, I take the shame out of addiction and I take the shame mm-hmm. out of suicide ideation and I'm here to sit tall in my truth and just be like, mm-hmm. you know what? It's my path and you can overcome it. Mm-hmm. And you because know, and there you, are ways out. Yes, because you can look at yourself in the past and say, okay, I did that thing, but I did the best I could. I didn't, I did what I thought would be best. And you were trying to soothe yourself. And that's just a big part of forgiving yourself as well for what you've done, because you weren't, you're not a bad person. You're not, didn't do bad things. You just was hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you so much. So hopefully I'm the face of hope to some of your listeners and reach out. They can reach out anytime. Are there any other questions? No, I, uh, it's a perfect point. Now, if anybody wants to find you, where can they find you? Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is mariasalvatore.com, www.mariasalvatore.com. And my Instagram is, oh, msalyoga, M, like Maria Sal Yoga on Instagram. So, or Maria Salvatore on Facebook. So, and I really would love to see you in person and maybe we can, our paths will cross. I can come to Germany once we get through all this, all the craziness. craziness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that I have been deep in my meditation and my yoga to get through. Man, this has (laughs) helped me. Oh my God, I was hanging on for dear life this past 18 months. Just, you know, let me just hang on. Yeah, I feel like being isolated at home, that's kind of the one of the reasons I can actually do a year of yoga challenge because I have lots of time at home. (laughs) Some things. Oh, I love, I love the isolation, but I have to watch. I have to watch (laughs) because I can really just, it can go really down into the spiral. So yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Maria. And if anybody wants to find her, you can also check the bio for, for the description for her instagram or website and thank you so much for coming on and i hope to speak to you again soon thank you so much for listening to today's episode of grow happy with yoga wow we really went in deep today talking about maria's journey how she came to yoga and reiki how these tools affected her life And how she uses it to now help other people fight and heal their trauma and addiction and transform their lives. Today I also have a little reminder that I am now offering spots on a 6-8 to week transformational coaching journey with weekly one-on-one coaching sessions starting October 2021. And this coaching is not like talk therapy. It's so much more embodiment work, energetic work and inner work to help empower you to authentically connect to your true self, shift your core beliefs and heal from the inside out. Grab your spot by booking a discovery call today with the link in the description. And if you're curious but you're not sure yet, you can also use the discovery call to find out more and ask all your questions. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Until next time.